Korean madness. Dreams do come true. Are you a fangirl or boy? Hey guys, this is episode six for Travel Junk is a podcast for traveling enthusiasts. My name is Carmen. And I'm Heidi. And for the next seven weeks, we are going to be covering the Olympics, Korean culture, talk about where to visit, what to eat, and how to stay warm. And when are the Olympics? Well, they're coming up February 9th through the 25th. Less than a week. And I am super pumped. We got a countdown on our website. So you should check that out. And I'm looking at it right now. And of course, it's going to be different once we upload this podcast, but you can go and check it out. Also, the Olympic.com has a countdown as well. So ours is cooler, I think, but that's okay. That's okay. It does. <laughs> Carmen, you did very well with it. Thank you. So the hot topic tonight that we found out, North and South Korea will be marching together under a unified flag. Uno. Yay. So they're unified for the Olympics. We'll see where they go after the Olympics. I wonder how that works. Like, hey, we're coming together. We're going to do this big thing. We're going to compete together. And then as soon as the Olympics are over, like they'll just go back to their own corners. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was interesting, too, that South Korean reporters are making fun of North Korea. Is that true? So, yeah, there's a lot of tension built around this unified flag. And I mean, I can kind of understand why. So first of all, the flag is just a white flag with a blue image of the Korean peninsula, um, just like a silhouette, um, and then the islands as well. Mm. And so I think we talked a little bit about this, but they've decided to do a joint woman's ice hockey team whoa yeah but the thing is is there's a lot of south koreans that aren't too happy about this joint venture primarily because and i think some of the hockey players are kind of upset about it so i'm wondering how that's going to work with their team spirit but and i i think also it's funny that they chose hockey like that's that's a pretty aggressive or it can be aggressive yeah it can um (laughs) like pucks Hockey sticks? Honestly, this would be the event I would want to see. I know, right? At the Olympics. If I had tickets. But from what I understand (gasps) is the South Korean team had to fight really, really hard to even like get to this position. Mm. They're kind of considered like the underdogs. And there was quite a few of them that were like kind of not that happy, such as like the goalie, um, Shin So Jung. She was quoted saying like a lot of, and it makes sense. Like a lot of them had to give up something in their life in order to get to where they are and to play this sport. Like they had to really sacrifice. And if you understand anything about Korean culture with women and stuff, I can understand where she's coming from. And so now at the last minute, they've worked this hard. Oh, hey, just because we want to be political, hey, we're going to throw the North Korean team in with you. Yeah. And now you have to form like a joint team you have to learn to play mm-hmm. in less than a month with a whole other team that you've never trained with do you think they're doing this because they could sell more tickets and so then it becomes more a spectacle you know people are coming to the olympics so they will want to see this joint group 
because I know that that was a well, that was a problem with Russia, with Soviet Russia and the U.S. when they were up in Lake Placid. You know, that became an, a huge ordeal at the end. Yeah, I don't know the intentions behind it. I do think it was or they can make a, a movie political too. mood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be a good movie. I'll watch I mean, it. I think it was a little bit. <laughs> Actually, I think there is a Korean movie about hockey where it's a woman's hockey team. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh. Yeah, I think there is. We'll have to look that up and see if we can put a link in the show notes. Sure thing. But this, I think it's a little bit more political because, first of all, they weren't asked mm. if they wanted to do a joint team. <laughs> And second, this is the first combined Korean team that will have ever appeared at the Olympics. Or at the at the Winter Olympics, right? Because they did tennis or was in football, but or well, were those just the, tournaments? The tennis was just the the only other times they've played together on the same team was during an international table tennis championship oh, okay. and a youth soccer tournament. So it wasn't Olympics, gotcha. it was just like a champ like a tournament. Cool. Anyways, like the goalie was basically saying like we could bear sacrificing all this stuff because we're proud to represent our country and so I feel like a bunch of them kind of feel jaded because they're like hey we've given up so much we're the underdogs we've earned the right to compete against these larger hockey teams that are are more talented and have been together longer and so but they're not the only ones I don't know how North Korea feels about it because there's not a lot of media out they're talking about how the North Korean team feels about it. But the people of South Korea, at least some of them, are not too happy either. Uh-huh. In fact, you if you do a quick Google search, you'll find there have been some protests about this. There have been lighting pictures of Kim Jong-un on fire with the unified flag. Like people are torching them. They're setting them on fire. Wait, what? Uh, are you wh- where? Yeah, it's an article from NPR that there's some backlash against the cooperation with the Olympics with the North. That's insane. And so, like, they have a picture. And, yeah, so some people are just not happy because... Yeah, I see that. I think they realize... Lie and it's not, it's probably, you know, when people say protesters, it's probably a small group of people. The majority of Korea is not out there burning things. It's even affected the South Korean president's approval rating. It has like dropped a lot in the last Mm. few days. And there's just a lot of demonstrators taking over subway stations and stuff and showing up at the Capitol that they're not happy about this, which is interesting, Carmen, because, you know, when we left Korea, they were talking about like implementing that tax yeah. To start the unification process between the South and the North, because, I mean, economically, if the border was to open, South Korea can't financially, like, support all of the economic development that it would take to get North Korea up to speed, you know, with their yeah. own country. And so... Well, it's like, like <sighs> West and East Germany, you know, a lot of infrastructure had to happen because the East couldn't work. They they didn't have yeah. the infrastructure as the West was so developed. And so that's what's going to have to happen. And North, I mean, South Korea, even though they have a democracy, they do have a lot of socialist implementations. Like if you are over 65 years old, you have free reign of the transportation 
and there's other benefits. And we even were putting money into a, it's not a 401k, but it's a pension. And so everybody's putting their money into pensions. And so they're having to like duplicate that for people up north if they unify. That's what I was yeah. told. Yeah. Well, kind of communist, and- really. <laughs> stretch those funds yeah people aren't happy they're just not happy but i mean i can see that if you're if you're from the south busan you have no relationship to the north you know it's tough it's tough i think overall the government is trying to lessen tension and they're trying to use it as a way to become more unified and keep negotiation and peace talks open But in the process, the Olympic athletes are becoming like governmental pawns, Mm. which is really sad because these people, this is their career. Sure. You know, and so it could make and break some history here. Mm. But mm, I know, Carmen. mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. But so the media... (laughs) (laughs) the the north has decided Mm. (laughs) so part of this negotiation was that the team the two teams would train together before the olympics in north korea and that they would hold a joint cultural event before the olympics i guess i don't really know what the point of the joint cultural event was except if it was just to try to get more teamwork together or something but north korea has canceled that joint cultural event because it feels like the South Korean media is not taking this joint venture as a a sincere step from the North. And so I don't know what's going to happen after that. Is the reasoning for training had to happen in North Korea? Is it because in South Korea, there's a ruling or a negotiation that North Koreans can't be with the u.s or something like that is that why they have to go to north korea and train and not south i have no idea it's really interesting because i wouldn't think that the training resort in north korea would be as good as no, what they would all. have in south korea but or the food you know it is for, it is for farther north and so but I mean, then that means be, you're closer here. to the testing sites <laughs> if you go north <laughs> well my personal opinion that is not backed up by anything okay um, except my opinion <laughs> is that it could be for two reasons like it could be a a way because the olympics are in south korea it could be a way for north korea to say well hey we're coming to you you're going to come to us kind of thing yeah or could just be because it's farther north i wonder if it has like better snow or better like weather conditions to prepare because I'm not but I'm not sure if it's hockey, just the hockey team oh, okay. or if it's all of the athletes. So I'm just not sure. I, I just it just doesn't make any sense to me because I think even when we had the Lake Placid Winter Olympics here in the U.S., people tr- went to go train at Lake Placid like they didn't have enough rinks and stuff like that. And they've built a lot since then so that they could maybe get to the Olympics or be in that uh, negotiation in the in the future to host again. But I want to say people train up there all the time. So why can't they go and train at the village? I know that they're still trying to figure out some construction work, but why not go there and train, be familiar with and an advantage because then they would know the village well and everything. And I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it could also be like a decoy to keep – 
the North Korean athletes in North Korea longer, so they're not exposed to South Korea yeah, like culture. <laughs> I mean, that could very well be it too, because you know, like they're not allowed to watch, they're not allowed to listen to K-pop in North Korea. Like a lot of South Korean bands are banned, as well as South Korean dramas are banned in North Korea because. You know, they just don't want them to see everything that can go on in the South that they don't get in the North. So who knows? Maybe it was just because he didn't want to expose them longer than he had to. Yeah. I'm not going to try to understand him. We have a touching story. We're going to lead out of this devastating story of the hockey into a very touching story about two North Korean athletes who they're just dreaming, aren't they, Carmen? They're dreaming to come to the Olympics. They're dreamers, but not in the sense in America where you're dreaming to come to the U.S. They're dreamers to be athletes, pro athletes in South Korea. Two cross-country skiers, Ma Yoo-jul and Kim Jong-hyun, are trying to qualify for the very first time for the Paralympics. So this is a great victory for North Korea. South Korea has already had Olympians participate, uh, but this is going to be the first time if North Korea can qualify. So that's a big hurdle, but exciting for them. Yeah, it's such a touching story because like the one guy has always dreamed of becoming an athlete but he ended up in in an accident where he lost his legs. And so this is his chance to become an athlete and not only become an Olympian, be the first Paralympic. I mean, the, either one of them, both of them would be the first Paralympic North Korean athletes to attend a winter game. So they have a lot riding on them. I hope it works out. I really hope they qualify because let me tell you, these two guys can do some amazing things. Yeah. If you, if you watch the video, they can do some amazing. I mean, honestly, Carmen, they're better on skis than I am. (laughs) Heidi, I only seen you snowboard. Okay. Either one. You're right. I haven't skied. I've snowboarded, but they're definitely better on skis than I am on snowboard. Now, because it's okay if you're not good at snowboarding. I, I saw a video. It was viral on Facebook or it was a recurring video on Facebook. And it was a thing that you kind of have to put between your legs and it will t- carry you up the slope. Well, it's easy with skis because your legs are together. With the s- snowboarder, all three of them kept on falling. And it was quite hilarious. I'll try to find the video. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not alone if you fall and you have a snowboard because... You kind of you can't hurdle the the stick thing or whatever it is that takes you up the slope. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. It was cross country <laughs> skiing, but let me tell you, it's not like at least when you're skiing or snowboarding, like you have control over your limbs at least until you fall down and you're flying everywhere. But these athletes are on like a little chair thing that has skis on the bottom it's that they're sitting in. It, they, yeah, it's like a sled. They have the an amount- advantage, Heidi. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, they don't. Because let me tell you, the amount of ab workout that is, as well as like your arms. Heidi. Seriously, you've got to have some massive upper body strength All to get this thing abs. to go where you want it to go. That's not true. Have you seen 2 p.m.? 
<laughs> they all have abs. <laughs> That's true. They do. It is. It is very difficult, but it's it's neat to see that they finally have two Paralympic athletes. Hopefully they'll qualify. We will see. But they're having to qualify a different way than most athletes are going to be able to. But what's so funny is like they just took up skiing like last December. They, they're they table tennis athletes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I bet they're mad skilled at table tennis too. But who says, hey. I play table tennis. I think I need to learn to ski. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to the Olympics. And most, and we've talked about this before, bobsledders and luge and skeleton, they, that's not like their dream. Some of them maybe, but most of them are runners and then they become bobsled, you know, riders. And when they go down, or I think we have a new team coming up in Africa that's going to be competing. Their goal is just, to make it down the slope. Like they don't care if they crash or they break their helmet. They just want to make it down to qualify. Hey, just make it. That's all you got to do is just make it. I know. Just get that victory in and then work on the other stuff. Well, Carmen, you brought up 2PM. Yes. Okay. 2PM happens to be one of my favorite bands uh, or K-pop groups, but... Put your hands up. Put your hands up. (laughs) Can you feel my heart beat? Beat. Wow, I just I, I just went back. <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession, Carmen. I have a confession. Yes. It's confession time. Heidi's in love. They're, okay. <laughs> no. Episode three. Yes. What was I what did what did I say? I, we were talking about plastering Kim the actors and actresses faces on everything. Yes. And I said, hey, just know so nonchalantly. It's just really funny. I was like, if you stick Hugh Jackman's face on something, I'd buy it. Well, that happened, Carmen. Really? Here I am walking in Walmart. Yeah. I love Walmart. And I start looking at some coffee and boom, Hugh Jackman's face is on the side of the coffee. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) I'm serious. Oh, and what did I, and without, honestly, without even realizing I did it. That's so funny. Because I didn't realize I did this until later. I looked at it and I said. And you were embarrassed well, about Hugh this Jackman. comment. You were embarrassed about it. So, <laughs> I was embarrassed about the comment. So if but, you guys listen to episode three, I put it at the end because I thought it was funny. I was just like, whatever, man. She loves Hugh Jackman and. Then I guess this happened. That's crazy. This happened. And without me even remembering that I said this, because it really took me a few days to remember that I had even said it. I looked the at the odds? coffee and I said, odds? well, if Hugh Jackman endorses it, it's going to be good. Because I, I mean, I've been to the grocery and store lately it. and I have not seen any celebrities unless you go to the magazine aisle. I don't really see celebrities on packaging. But Hugh Jackman has like, coffee. This is Hugh Jackman coffee. I have to get it. Hmm. Um, it also helped that it was relatively inexpensive. Oh, okay. But where does the coffee come um, from? Oh my goodness! Let me tell you. The reason Hugh Jackman's face is on the side of this coffee is because when he was like overseas, he met a coffee farmer. Oh. And he created a foundation to help that coffee. Okay. Farmer. Cool. And so basically, all of their coffee comes from this guy and it's called laughing man foundation it they have a store in new york city of course 
not anywhere near me, but now they have it in Walmart and you can, it actually, you can get it in Keurig cups or you can get a bag of coffee. And so. Ducali's dream. It was really cool. Is that what it is? Ducali. Ducali is the name of the coffee bean guy and he's from Ethiopia. That's where it is. So Hugh Jackman was in Ethiopia, met the Ducali man, basically just fell in love with his story because he makes coffee it takes a lot of effort for them to make coffee and stuff. And so that was his livelihood. He created the foundation. I flew 4,800 miles to find the perfect coffee. You only have to walk to your kitchen. Signed, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it is. And not only this, Carmen, like there's a film out. He did a film called Ducali's Dream. And you can actually oh. see it on Amazon. Amazon Prime has it. So if you're a Prime member, you can go watch it for free. And it's all about Ducali and how he makes the coffee and the perfect taste and Hugh Jackman's little trip to Ethiopia. Cool. I fell sucker to what we were making fun of. (laughs) I bought the coffee. Being a fan, that's huge in Korea, too. It is. And I guess now you can call me a fangirl fan i think i was kind of a fangirl but not like an all-out fangirl but karma what's a fangirl i've seen them in dramas where they're just crazy girls that are obsessed with the singers and we kind of did something like that with uh big bang. with big bang we have a picture and we'll, <laughs> yes, we did. we'll, we'll show it we're kind of <laughs> sure we'll, we'll, find we'll, the picture we'll show it to and we we but... we stood out there with our sign we couldn't take it into the concert but we we took out the sign that no. basically folded out and we no, raised we it real did. high we took it in <laughs> well we did take it in but we couldn't display it and then no remember we what? tried to open it we didn't know we weren't allowed to and we tried to open it down at the front oh yeah and like the yeah. security officers were like put, put it down <laughs> They were yelling at us in Korean to like put it down because of course we were right in front of the stage like a good fangirl would be. And they don't want to, um, yeah, for the video publicity, they don't want any of that well, crud, I guess. And I it's know. rude. People behind you can't see. So yeah. it's not like in the US where you could hold a sign up for the entire performance. In Korea, they're conscious of the people behind them. And so you shouldn't hold the signs up. Um, It's like a quick one second and then go down. (laughs) We did because we were stage side standing area. That proves how much of a fangirl we are. We've talked about BTS. (laughs) But at the end. It doesn't matter. But at the end, we, we ran to know where their bus was going to be. And we stood with their sign. We got it out. And then Taeyeon even motioned at us as he was running he into the van. <laughs> and he drove by. He drove by us in his little van that we couldn't see through the windows. But I wanted to. Wasn't it? The whole <laughs> yeah. band. But Taeyeon well, recognized each got in different us. Vans. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyways, so. If you don't know by now, a fangirl is a term coined for girls that are in love with a K-pop band. Obsessed. Um, And normally, yeah, this means super obsessed. And we're going to talk about one super obsessed fangirl. We've talked about BTS and BTS is really becoming popular even in the U.S., but not just U.S., like all over outside of Korea. 
each group has like a fan club with a name. And so BTS is ARMY. So it's the ARMY fan club. And I guess the best way to put this is if you know anything about how little teenage girls reacted to One Direction, this is how fangirls react on a 24-7 basis. Yes. It's like almost non... In fact, it may be worse than One Directioners. So, and Carmen, don't ask me how I know that term. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been to two concerts and I'm going to see Niall in the fall. Oh, gosh. (laughs) In my defense, my cousin loves One Direction. Oh, so it's bonding Um, time. Yeah, it is bonding time. Yeah, you're saying that you're doing this all for love, but really, deep down inside, you are a fan of One Direction. It's not like we... Yeah, it's not like we handmade our own one one D T shirts to wear to the concert or anything. It's not that extreme. But So you hit. did? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, get I don't it know, out there. There's a little part of me that comes out. I was browsing the internet and I found that this girl from Scotland is in love with BTS. Whoa. And she is the epitome of fangirl because not only is she in love with BTS, she decided that she was going to move from Scotland to South Korea just to be closer to them. Oh my gosh. Well, I kind of did that. And she said like... (laughs) (laughs) You know, I went and taught English. That's true, Carmen. You got me started on the dramas. we were near Hongdae and Hongdae is like where all the... Not networks, but those companies are. But I didn't get to see anybody. Yeah, but we didn't move to Korea because we loved a K-pop band. Well, I secretly wanted... Let's go overseas, Heidi. Okay. But I secretly wanted to meet, not G-Dragon, but like, you know, if I could just see one of them. (laughs) I don't have to be friends with them, but just see them in person. Be like, okay, yeah, they're not that great after all. And then just walk away. Well, anyways, (laughs) this chick just happened to find them through YouTube and she fell in love with them. And she said from the moment that she found them on YouTube, she was hooked. Wow. And it's all thanks to BTS that she's in Korea. So what she do, she was like, oh, BTS lives in Korea. I want to go to Korea. So she found an English teaching position like all foreigners do. Yeah. And she even learned Korean through watching. Well, not fluently, but she learned a bit through watching BTS videos um, <laughs> because she wanted to like understand what they were singing about. Sure. And I've done that before. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, but that's what she did. I'm just like, really? That's interesting. So Hmm. what are you going to do now? (laughs) Now that you're in Korea, what's the next step? I guess she's just going to become one of those extreme expats that just lives in Korea forever. But here's the thing. She left her family. Like she said, she said that it's getting a little difficult because she left her family and her friends and her boyfriend in Scotland to move to Korea for BTS. I'm sorry, boyfriend. My boyfriend would never have that. He's not going to be like, I'm sorry, you're not moving to another country to be closer to a boy band when I'm in this country. That's a little weird. So, well, maybe she's trying to convince her boyfriend to move to Korea. Well, she says it's worth it because she's nearer to her heroes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Anyways, if you are a fangirl and you're willing to admit it, we'd love to hear from you because... 
I think Carmen and I are like closet fangirls. <laughs> it only comes out when we're like at the concert. <laughs> I mean, one reason and people told us, they're like, so why did you want to teach English in Korea? And I say usually, well, I, I wanted to teach kids and I wanted to be on the other side of the world. And then I'm like, but secretly it's the dramas that the Korean dramas that really drew me to that country. <laughs> kind of sad it is and i'll, I'll be addictive. honest carmen i made fun of you the first time you tried to get me to sit down and watch a korean drama seriously guys we were i, set I was her making down. fun of you hardcore i set her down and i was like look i'm watching full house episode two so you're not watching episode one just just watch it with me and she was like okay fine we finished it and she's like wait is there more and i was like uh yeah there's like 20 episodes so sit tight we'll watch some more <laughs> Yeah, and we're not talking about the Full House with Danny Tanner. This oh, is no. the Korean drama with, with Full the House rain, with Rain, the singer, the famous. Yeah, singer. back in the in the day when they had like the bell bottom pants. It was an old drama, but beautiful. Anyways, um, the next day I had finished the series. <laughs> it's it's so. bad when you watch. And and honestly, guys, I all all I wanted to do. I had come across a Japanese tr drama that summer and I couldn't find it again, but I found this other Korean drama and I can't think, think of the name of it, but it was so good. I literally spent 24 hours of my life. I, I even forgot to pack to go back to college. I was so intense into this drama and you can't do anything else because you're reading the subtitles like nonstop. And I thought my parents thought I went crazy, like literally. But it was so good. And then I went to hide and I was like, I'm watching this new episode of Full House. Do you want to join me? Yeah. And she hooked me in. I know. But it's not intense. easy to join these fan clubs. Like you can't just say, hey, sign me up. You you have like some of them have waiting lists and then you have to purchase a certain amount of merchandise. Like you have to spend a certain amount of money to get into it by purchasing merchandise. Oh. And then you have to go to a certain amount of like fan meetups, you know. Yeah, now, it's it's pretty intense. Now, when we went to the Big Bang concert, some of those girls had like these little cute wands. Were they from the fan okay, club? Okay, it wasn't just a cute little... Yes. Okay. Everyone, and I will say, there was like hundreds and hundreds of these wands. They and we they got had cheap like ones, a little crown the on them. Yeah, we got cheap ones. <laughs> At the but corner. But <laughs> they were the official fan club wand. So everybody f who was part of the fan... Because the other thing about becoming part of the fan club is that you get pre-sale tickets before everyone else oh. and when you're in the fan club dude it's when worth you buy it. the ticket you automatically get the um, like the stuff that they're going to promote so that when big bang is looking at you they know hey you're a member of my fan club because you have the wand well do you want to talk about a little bit as we close this episode how we purchased tickets for big bang and how chaotic it was um <laughs> yeah it was the most stressful day of my life so I think we tried twice, didn't we? Well, because um, the first person that did it the first time did not hit submit, but that's okay. I don't remember who yes. it was, but so we had, yeah. it's literally, you have like under three seconds to get your tickets before they're all sold out. It's a matter of seconds. And so what did we do? We lined up several people at computers to Click. get tickets. 
and quick. And we just kept hitting the refresh button until like the last second hit the clock and the ticket opened. And our Korean partner teacher pulled them up, but she didn't hit submit and it ran out of time. But luckily I got it too. Yeah. Or we actually, we had to wait the next day because they only release a certain amount. They only release like one day at a time. So if there's a Friday, Saturday and Sunday concert, they'll only release like the Friday one day. And then the next day they'll release the Saturday. Yeah. Which I'm glad because I like the Saturday time. Yeah, it was good. We lost the Friday ticket. So the next day we had to do the same thing all over again. And I scored us tickets. I've never clicked so much in my life. Like clicking. Like it was constant clicking and, and hitting enter. And it was insane. And they, It was because it literally was five seconds, Carmen. Five seconds and they were gone. And, and there isn't the really night. a line. You can't go to like a ticket box office. There isn't a box office to purchase them. But... Once we clicked and we got in and we got our digital version, we still had to go to a ticket box or something like that to retrieve them yeah, at the place. <laughs> oh, man. It, I mean, just reliving this experience has brought my anxiety level up and my, my Fitbit's telling me my heartbeat has risen. <laughs> and I'm wondering if they stopped doing the lines because it was so cold. I'm pretty sure we could have had hyperthermia if we had to stand out in a line. Like, it was insanely cold that that week. It was very cold, but it was worth every moment of it. So if you want to hear more about our crazy adventures in South Korea, why don't you check us out at nextstopchannel.com. And we have an Instagram called Next Stop Channel. I feel like that was a good one. I loved it. It was a fun, fun one. Okay, (laughs) We're getting better, Carmen. Hey guys, this is Travel Junkies, a podcast for contact tree, contract creators. Con- oh my gosh, that's Kevin's podcast. 